Welcome back to this week's episode of Double Dribble. I believe we're up to episode six. Tony here with my uh, partner in crime. Howdy. Howdy. We got a special guest on this episode tonight, the boss man, the one and only Kyle Milligan. Don't call me that. Founder of CSMN. Hey, you're the boss man. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here too, Kyle. You want to talk about a little bit about what you're doing with CSMN, your podcast, and just everything you've done for for the media network? Yeah, go ahead. For sure, yeah. So my podcast is on our website at capitalsportsmn.com. It's a section two show. You can find it on Anchor, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on Apple Pods, whatever your platform you use is for podcasts, you can find it on there. I interview Section 2 athletes uh, around the Capital Region, and some of the best, and we just kind of talk about you know what their athletic careers consist of and where they're going to take their talents to at the next level, and some of them have already took their talents to the next level, and I'm planning on in the future episodes getting some coaches, getting some referees, umpires, and stuff because I think that'll be an interesting mix. But definitely, uh, I think we got six episodes out right now, uh, all six different athletes from the Section Two area and interviews. So get to know some Section Two athletes. Listen to the Section Two show, and we also this weekend and the following weekends, all the way up until April fifth, the national championship. We're doing a event called Capital Sports Media Madness, which is our March Madness event. You guys can learn all about that on our website. But we're pretty much streaming every single weekend during every single game. So we're through the Sweet 16 right now, but you can find that all next weekend when we do the Final Four stream and the National Championship. So make sure to tune in there. You can win giveaways. You can win prizes. We're doing a lot of things and having a lot of fun, so make sure to tune into that. Go Cues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they're still in it when this podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of big things going on with us these days. And yeah, definitely take a look at Kyle's podcast. A lot of good stuff. It's not your average podcast you don't see many people get the opportunity to you know listen in on some of these high school studs so it's definitely something to take a look at appreciate that tony i love what you guys are doing here too and i'm excited to finally be on double dribble talk oh, to come on I'm, I'm, don't, don't make me blush come on yeah, i love the poster behind you for those that <laughs> can't see tony right now he's got kobe and that uh that just touches many people touches me definitely uh he's got the goat right behind him kobe bryant Favorite athlete of all time. Now, I'm not one to say he's the GOAT. That's a whole other topic, but he is my favorite athlete of all time. Michael Jordan's the GOAT, greatest basketball player of all time, but Kobe's Kobe's just the GOAT, you know what I mean? It's a GOAT in our heart. Exactly. Now, we've had a crazy week in the NBA, but before we get started, we got to pick up where we left off last time with uh, last week's trivia. What year was the NBA founded was the question. Coy, did you end up figuring that one out? If not, we could give Kyle a little shot, too. Um, I know it was World War II, 1945, 1944. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Kyle, what's your final answer? You even tell me we were doing this. It's kind of on the spot. Let's take a shot in the dark. 1947, eight. 1947 is my final guess. The winner is Kyle. He didn't get her exact. It's it was 1946. He was one closer. If you said eight, it would have been a tie. Ugh, but take. the year the year the NBA was founded was 1946. 
we'll take a nice little fun fact for those that don't know. Now, what a week we had in trades. Koi, I know you love this shit. You live for this shit. I live for this shit. <laughs> Start us out. Actually, so, before we talk about trades, I think we should talk about the non-trade-related you know, trade related <laughs> news that went on in the NBA, just to give the folks a little rundown. Yeah, so half of these are related to trades. Anyway, this one's not. LaMelo Ball is out for the next month, at least, after having wrist surgery, I believe, on a shooting hand. Yeah, it's one of those things. You can't control it. Shit happens. I mean, a little bump in the road in his young career, but he'll bounce back just fine. It's just a risk. Yeah, so this um, most likely takes him out of rookie of the year place. So I would say it's between the three, um, James Wiseman, Tyrese Halliburton, and Anthony Edwards. That's where you're wrong. Halliburton's number one right now. That's where you're wrong. It's not between those three. Halliburton is going to win the award. I'm a big believer in that. I agree, but those are the next three up after LaMelo went down. Yeah, you hate to see any injury to any young player in the league, but bad for the league, bad for us watching, and it's definitely bad for Charlotte, who I think is number four right now in the West, so it doesn't help losing their uh, point guard. I know my boy Ant Van's hurting right now. He's a huge fan of the big baller brand. Shout out Ant Van. Coy knows him, too. Hi, Ant Van. <laughs> oh, I know you're not listening to this, but... <laughs> what's going on alright so Sacramento could not trade Jabari Parker so they are going to release him and now that I'm thinking about that they also didn't trade Whiteside so he's most likely going to get released too yeah they uh, they got nothing going on over there Jabari Parker hasn't done shit since he was at Duke like I don't know he might be out of the league soon he's been, he's been hurt Jabari Parker, but he can, he can definitely be a role player for a contender I think I don't know. He's been hurt throughout his career. Like, I don't know. He hasn't been consistent at all. Like, I'm sure, like, there's definitely still some skill, like, that he's willing to put out there. It's just, I don't know. He hasn't shown it. Like, it's, he's been in the league for how many years? Almost six. Has he? Yeah, it was him and yeah, Wiggins. So. He had a whole, like, three or four years with the Bucks. So, I could see him going back to Milwaukee. Send him over there. Who cares? Just for shits and gigs? <laughs> yeah, I like that. They need bench help. Yeah, they do, actually. You're not wrong. So Andre Drummond was also bought out, and I actually have a little bit of a tidbit for you guys. Um, I have talked to a Miami reporter. This is the second time I've talked to him. Huh? What did you do? You talked to him or you scrolled on Twitter for No, no, no. I, I <laughs> him. Wow. And, um, he said that Drummond is choosing between up to 10 teams right now. There's two factors coming down to this. Obviously, the role plays part in both of them. Um, it's between the money and wanting to go for a ring right now. Drummond is choosing between pretty much getting his last big deal or going for a ring right now for this year, for next year. You know, pretty much going on minimum deals. The reason this is so important is because the 10 teams that he's considering, you know, teams like the Knicks. The Hornets, the Mavericks, maybe, maybe the Celtics can offer larger deals, multi-year contracts, specifically the um, Knicks and the Hornets, while other teams like the Nets, the Celtics, the Lakers, the Clippers are all going to sign him for the minimum and compete for a championship. That's the thing. You kind of have to put yourself in drum and shoes right now. Like you've been balling out the past few years. 
you don't quite have Hall of Fame numbers, but if you put a ring in there, ring or two, yeah, you know, you might have a case. Or you could walk away with stacks. So it makes you think, like, you kind of got to respect whatever decision he, you know, he goes through with. Of course, you have to respect it. But let me tell you, if if I put myself in Drummond's shoes right now, I'm going to a contender. I'm betting on myself to, you know, stay healthy, have a good season and win a title wherever I go, because I think uh, Drummond can put a lot of teams right now over the top as a clear favorite, especially the Lakers, especially the Nets. <laughs> And the Celtics too. He can make he can make those guys favorites. And I think if he does that, goes there and wins a championship, there's no way Drummond doesn't go and get a bigger deal. You know, I, I think I think betting on himself a one year deal in this situation will be good for him because wherever he goes, I don't think he's gonna get as much money as if he has a ring on on one of his fingers. And that'll put his role out there a little more. You got more viewers watching him, you know. Not that the viewers have anything to do with the money, but you know, you get more attention drawn to him, how he plays. I mean, there's going to be pressure. He's never dealt with, you know, a run like he could be making in the next few months. But, you know, if he Stone balls out, I completely agree. Just don't go to the Nets. Yeah, fuck the Nets. Go to the Lakers. All right. The First of all, the, everything the Nets are doing is stuff that all the Lakers fans are, like, expecting their team to do. But Excuse they're just not getting it. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what the Nets are doing. So, so the Nets signed Blake. The Lakers wanted to go for Blake. The Nets signed DeAndre. Lakers want to go for DeAndre. It's the same exact thing. It's just different conferences. Coy, Coy, hold on. Tony, I'll take care of this one. Please. There is no similarities between the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, if a contender is out there, an all-star is out there, contenders are going to want to go get him and put themselves over the top. But there is no similarities here. Okay, Our, our players play uh, if, if they're healthy. Uh, the, you know, the Lakers are a good franchise. They have rings to show for it. They have a ring last year, by the way. Uh, this is a totally different situation. And I'm, what I'm saying is I don't want him to go to the Nets because not because they have another star, but because I'm sick of the nonsense over there. You have you have three superstars that that in any other season you look at and say they're going to win the title this year. Why aren't we doing that this year? Because they all have huge question marks. And I'm sick of the nonsense. Let's just go pick up another star to put us over the top. How about you? How about you deal with the, you know, three MVP type players that you have on your team and maybe win a championship over there. Feels so bad so, for Steve. So you have, you have Twitter, right? Yes. You follow Woj and all these players. So well, after okay. every, every player in free agency is available, you see Reddit's or Jersey swaps of them in a Lakers uniform in a heat uniform and in a Nets uniform. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Well, sorry for being a big market. I don't know. It's the same thing with the Yankees and Red Sox and base Dodgers and baseball. Just, just who they are. What's on the front of their Jersey. That's all. I think the Nets are in a situation right now too, where they haven't, I mean, they tried it with their busted super team back in whatever year it was with Paul Pierce, KG, but they're not used to, you know, having these star players and they're kind of just like forcing more and more like it's not going to be too much chemistry there. Like I know Kyrie and Harden and KD are vibing, you know, playing with each other. But, you know, the more you bring in, the more chemistry is lost or gained. It's just it's it's a wild card. It's a flip of a coin with that. They don't even play with each other. Once out of no, every let me, 10 games, you're lucky enough to see all three of them on the floor. I'm sick of no, it. No, but let me finish, because like the Lakers, if you think about it, you got the best big man in the league when healthy. You got the second greatest player of all time in LeBron James. And then you got some other not, 
you know, superstar Hall of Fame guys, but you got guys like Harold, Schroeder, Kuzma that can, you know, give you buckets and play their role and they understand their role. See, all these Nets guys that used to be in, you know, the priority ball handler, priority scorer, face of their franchise. Like the Lakers understand what it takes to build a championship roster. But you saw KD adjust to Golden State. You've seen Harden adjust since he got in Brooklyn. Kyrie obviously adjusted behind LeBron. You don't think they can all adjust together? I mean, KD... They can already adjust. I don't even know if KD really adjusted against Golden State as much as you think. I think just the guys around KD adjusted. Because he kind of came in and kind of took the spotlight away in some sense. Right, but Curry and Clay were still averaging like 23, 24 points per game. Kyrie's maturity and his age level goes down a year every single year. He's a head case to head. Seems like he gets younger every single year since he lost LeBron. Especially for a first-year coach and Steve Nash dealing with all this shit. Like, I get it, your team's good, but do you have the chemistry and do you have the coaching? That's what separates these teams. That's why I didn't like Nash in the first place. Not because I don't think Nash should be a head coach, just I didn't think he was ready for a contender-type team. But I I guess time will tell. Yeah, there's a difference between having a basketball mind and having leadership. Not saying he doesn't. It's just very difficult in a situation right now. So I'm going to skip these two for now, or we'll just go over them quick. TJ Warren is out for the season, and Myers Leonard has been cut by the Thunder, both things we previously expected. Yeah, should have been done. Should've <laughs> that been has done. no impact on the league either. It should have been done probably several days before this, but TJ Warren out for the season is definitely disappointing for the Pacers. I think uh, – with no Warren now confirmed for the rest of the season, I think you can guarantee them out for the playoffs in the East, them, them downgrading, and obviously a bunch of teams in the East uh, during this trade deadline, obviously upgrading. You said I mean, they were missing the playoffs? The Pacers? Yeah. Yeah. No, the- they won't be good, but they'll still make the playoffs. I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're out. What team do you see them passing? You think TJ Warren's that good, bro? I think, you know, he can average 14 or 15 a game for them. I just don't see a team in the East that they surpass right now. I, I really don't. Knicks, Knicks would be their best shot. Uh, Atlanta obviously lost Rajon Rondo, but I think the Bulls are now serious team in the East, and I think they have a legit shot at passing Indiana. It's so, like, I don't even know why the Bulls are trying, bro. you got to face the Nets. Like, you're not going to beat them. Like, I get it. Like in the East, then. Yeah, except for the Bucks. What? You don't think the Sixers have a better shot than the Bucks do? Sixers got to get healthy. Availability is the best asset. Availability is the best ability, I think, is that's that's a saying that you've been looking for over the past two weeks. <laughs> hey, you know what I meant. That's all that matters, right? So, I don't know if the <laughs> listeners did, but I did, yeah. Now you know. <laughs> Availability is the best ability. I'll mark that one now. Yeah, you're here to hear first. Put that, put that one in my back pocket. The Pacers, they are 20 and 23. So I take that shock back. I didn't Did realize you think they were a three seed. <laughs> I thought they were like six or fifth. Yeah, like I said, I can only see them passing like the Hornets, Knicks, or Hawks. Like it's a toss up, and I have the Pacers out. Those teams in. But the fourth to tenth seed is all. Let's see, it's all three games. Yeah, it's close. It's gonna be a last minute type thing. Agreed. I think they'll make the play-in game though, for sure. We talking play-ins? Jeez. Playoffs talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs all right LaMarcus Aldridge has been bought out by the San Antonio Spurs Adrian Wojnarowski reported that he gave back over seven million dollars from his 24 million dollar contract 
And going back to the Drummond thing, the guy I talked to um, said that Miami is in Miami and Brooklyn are both contenders to sign Drummond and Aldridge. Don't count the Lakers either. I saw a report that the Lakers are going to talk to him before he makes a decision too. Yep. So yeah. So Lakers, Nets, Heat for all three or for both of these guys. I don't want Aldridge. Just going to put that out. Yeah. I mean, I'll take him, but I'm not going to be butthurt if we don't get him. One of those things. I mean, I heard it's it's almost done. Just the pen hasn't hit the paper yet. That's what they say in every trade. I feel or every signing. I feel like the pen just hasn't yeah. hit. The paper. That's what they said about Kawhi too to the Lakers. That's what they said about Trevor Bauer this offseason for MLB. I'm, no, I'm saying I'm saying to Miami. I heard the pen is all but to the paper. Cool, you're not um, getting the bigger picture, bro. You I, get it. I mean, I am. I mean, Listen, nice. listen, it could change. <laughs> it could change it. I literally have to like look around the fridge five times before I decide what I want for breakfast. It can change in a heartbeat, but LaMarcus took a meeting back in 2015 with Riley. He wants to play with Pat. Oh, maybe, maybe you can just hang up with the Heat Insider and just call Woj. Maybe he'll have a better idea about what's going on. Oh, rewind a little bit. That's a real Bobby. possibility. Coy, you're telling me you don't eat the same thing every day for breakfast? No. You got to I'm the same same morning, same breakfast routine kind of guy. What bagel, butter, and a fruit smoothie. A bagel and a fruit smoothie? Yeah. We don't have time for new things in the morning. Are you kidding me, Coy? No, I mean, I rotate through. What do you have, like yeah, granola? Like, it depends, because usually I'm late for work. I'm, like, 15 or 20 minutes late every day. So <laughs> Savage, bro. I don't, I don't eat. <laughs> fuck you. I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> So when I get to work, I might eat something there or like a take, take a um, granola bar with me. Like this morning, I was, I don't know, I was like 10 minutes late to work, but I had toast. What do you do? You take a banana out of a batch or take one of your, you know, golden apples and just go to town? No, I don't, I'm a big uh, honey crisp guy, as a matter of fact. Oh, you just crack open a box in aisle seven? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> smoothies, though. They got good uh, strawberry banana smoothies. I fuck with that. Can we talk about trades? Yeah, so let me uh, read you a tweet that just came through from Woj. <laughs> a little statistic on trade deadline day. Um, there were a total of 16 trades that occurred throughout 23 teams, and 46 players were traded yesterday. And this is just on deadline day. This is the most ever in each category in the past 35 years. Didn't feel like it, and I think that's because, you know, I, obviously you saw a few stars go, but... You always hope for, you know, a blockbuster. And I think, I think we did have, you could say you had some of those if you're on the receiving end of these, but you always want to see like a, uh, I don't know, I guess Miami is a very big market, but you know, Lakers Celtics were kind of dead at the trade deadline. That was a little disappointing, but hopefully they do something in terms of picking up a, uh, a free agent right now. How many reports do you think we're going to see of, uh, the Boston Celtics almost had a certain player at the trade deadline? I've already seen like thirty. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. It almost really at least ten. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a trade deadline for me because I had practice right, you know, in the nick of it. I, it was a lot. It was kind of overwhelming, you know, checking my phone after that practice. Yeah, I will say like six trades came within ten or twelve minutes of each other. Yeah, there was yeah, like, like the Aaron Gordon trade, like that thirty minutes. Yeah, Woj, Woj must not be able to. I, I don't know. I don't know what that guy does, but. He's, he's fingers are about to fall off. I know. It, that guy's life has to be stressful sometimes. Has to love what he does, though. Oh, for sure. So to kick off the day yesterday, Cleveland traded JaVale McGee 
to Denver for a 2023 second round pick and a 2027 second round pick. And for each of these trades, I'm going to have you guys grade it on a scale of A plus to F. I got an A plus thing in here. So, Tony, how do you feel about that? So Cleveland traded JaVale McGee for a juice and a McChicken. Shout out T Grizzly. <laughs> um, fuck it. It's JaVale McGee. He's so used to being traded and moved around. Like, sure. Why the hell not? Mr. Shackton, a fool legend. You want me to rate it? Do I have to rate it? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Give us an eight. No, A. <laughs> to F. Oh, we're not doing We did out of 10 last week. We just did Yeah, that? we're going to do a school grading this week. Buddy. Alright, I'll give it a B, B plus. Yeah, I'll, I'll say B plus too. I think, you know, JaVel, B plus for Denver anyway, we're talking, right? If it's for Cleveland, yeah. who really yeah. cares? I mean, Cleveland's nowhere ready to compete. So, yeah, B plus for Denver. They obviously get better. JaVel McGee is just around winners. He's gonna, he's usually on a contender team. Nice to have around in the locker room, I'm sure. And, you know, just a big guy that can block, can dunk, can rebound. That's all you need. He did play his best basketball in Denver earlier on in his career. Who knows? Maybe it's just the scenery of that Denver court. Go replacement for uh, Mason Plumley. All right. And all these trades are in order from when they happened. Orlando trades Nikola Vucevic and Alfarik Aminu to Chicago for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. I really like this trade for Orlando. I think they got enough back for Vucevic where they're at with him and what they were looking for, like two first-round picks in itself. And then Otto Porter, he's still kind of young, but he hasn't really done too much. He's kind of like, he reminds me of Jabari Parker in a sense. And then Wendell Carter's also, you know, you never know with him. Role player, still young. Yeah, Wendell Carter's good. I like that. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think, if I'm Chicago, I don't know if I'm really ready to make that big push like that. I just don't think they have the assets right now to, you know, make it far in the playoffs. Like, I get, like, they want to show their fans that they're trying, but you still got to look in the future. But then at the same time, you don't want to waste Zach Levine's career. It's just, they're, they're in one of those tricky spots, you know? I was just going to, I was going to give this trade a B, a firm B. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Nikolai Vucevic is 30 years old. I mean, that's not probably a few years away still. He's probably still got some prime years left in him, but I, I did think they gave up the haul. And I also like this trade more for Orlando than I do the Bulls. I think Wendell Carter Jr. will be a very consistent double-double and is going to be a good player for a long time. Uh, two future first-round picks, obviously those are very valued, especially if they're Chicago's picks. And do we not have a – we don't have a uh, year on these picks, but I'm guessing by the time those first first picks come around that Chicago will be at least mid-round to early round. So – I like it more for Orlando than I do for Chicago, but Chicago making a push, you can't blame anybody for trying to win because we rip people for not trying to win. So I'll give it, I'll give it a B plus on both sides, but I, I like it a lot more for Orlando. Yeah, I was going to A minus on both sides. Um, Chicago obviously gets their compliment to Zach Levine, and um, Orlando is heading towards a long-awaited rebuild, um, and this just seemed like. You know, I saw Boston tried to get Vucevic, but in my opinion, I'd rather have two Chicago first-round picks than two Boston first-round picks. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's what I was saying there. They'll definitely be valuable picks. All right, so Orlando is still busy. This isn't their last trade. They trade Evan Fournier to Boston for two second-round picks and Jeff Teague. Sure. 
Go ahead. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Fuck it. Like, if you want to, go ahead, Orlando. Go go ahead, Boston. <laughs> they got like, I honestly don't give a fuck. <laughs> they got something. Yeah. Just something um, we got to write down and talk about, but definitely, yeah. Uh, also, who cares? I mean, get, getting more picks, good for them. Obviously, they're in rebuild mode, so just get a bunch of Hall of Picks and, you know, hopefully get a free agent down the line that will complement all these picks that they have now. I do kind of like Evan Fournier for Boston. It just kind of gives them another offensive guy to for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to kick it out to on the perimeter, and it just takes a little bit of a load off of them in the long run to preserve them for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I was going to say, people sleep on Fournier a little bit, like – Especially the last few years. He's been, you know, putting the magic on his back a little bit, putting up buckets, shoot the three ball. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you want more offense if you're in Boston's position? But how much of that inconsistency is being on the poverty Orlando Magic? Yeah, he's he's obviously going to have to take some more bad shots in that system. Celtics Celtics picks won't be that good either. So I'd say, honestly, like a C-minus for – Orlando, probably a B-plus for Boston. They do get Evan Fournier, like you guys are talking about. It'll be a good addition there. How big is Fournier's contract right now? I think like 15 or $17 million, I think. So it absorbed right into their trade exceptions. Nice, okay. Here's a big one. Troy Brown and Mo Wagner to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. Can we just get this? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's all we got to say about that. Yeah, fucking go, go to the next one. We'll give it a C, um, <laughs> just for wasting you got the, time. You didn't do well, but you got the credit. Yeah. <laughs> C's get degrees. Orlando trades Aaron Gordon to Denver for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a 2025 first-round pick. I love this. By, by the way, by the way, by the way, this is the first one that we called that happened. We called this on our previous pod, just not the exact players, but, you know. No, Coy. You called it. I called it, yeah. I didn't want to take all the credit, but... Take shit, it. You're going to put the spoon to my mouth. Aaron Gordon, I like the deal. You know, Denver, they need a, the missing piece to their puzzle. I mean, they weren't going to beat the Lakers last year. We all knew that. We all didn't. We also didn't think they were going to beat the Clippers, but I don't know. I think Aaron Gordon being able to provide some more offense and, you know, just an all-around bucket, all-around defender, just an athletic, you know, forward... They'll definitely assist in the clampage of someone like Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard or something. Yeah, uh, will be a good addition for sure. I think, honestly, R.J. Hampton, I do think there is something there. I think he's very young. I think he has. For, yeah, he's played for half the NBA season. Like yeah, right. I, yeah, and he didn't really, obviously, no college there. Um, so I, I think he will eventually be an NBA player. We might see it. We might. You know, we're back to, you know, high school players going to the league, and it's exciting to allow players to skip college. But at the same time, it's like it's just going to be more development years, so we'll see what happens there. But I I think getting R.J. Hampton back and a first-rounder is good enough for Aaron Gordon for sure. Yeah, these high school guys are definitely more of a longer-term investment. Like, you're not going to be able to get, you know, as much production as if they went to college right away off rip. But in the end, being able to just skip that college phase, going right into the competition where they need to be, I think it only helps them. I'm a big fan of the high school to NBA movement we're kind of having. Yeah, in today's game, in today's game, I think it'll be 
more development years than it was back then. Obviously, we saw guys coming into the league like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James make an impact right away. I don't think we see that much anymore if they're going straight from high school to whether it's straight to high school, G League, then NBA, or whatever it is overseas. I don't think we're going to see guys make impacts right away. I think it's going to take some years. I'll give this trade an A. I'm with you. Yeah. I think an A for both sides, though, too. I, th- I think uh, it's a- That's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. I think it's a win-win in both situations. Equal value. I just think it was the perfect trade for both teams in that situation. So this one, we also... You. I also... Uh, Got right on the, the dime, right, right on the penny. Talk about the Miami trade. Heat. <laughs> Miami Heat. Miami Heat trades Mo Harkless and Chris Silva to Sacramento for Niamaja Bielitsa. I'm a big fan of this trade. Uh, Mo Harkless and Chris Silva haven't done shit for Miami this year. Bielitsa is a good Kelly Olynyk replacement. Career, like, 39% three-point shooter, something around there. Or maybe it was the last three seasons. He's up by 40%. He's... He's just he fits really well into the system. He's cheap. He's only seven million. The only thing that I wish they did before was use the trade exception, which he would have had to be on the team by Monday, um, and that would allow them to remain flexible and go after a little bit more salary. But at the end of the day, they got the job done. And the next trade we're gonna discuss with them. But I give it. A- I'll say it. I'll, I'll give them an A. And they free up a roster spot, which is important to get either Boogie or Drummond, LaMarcus. I like how you say replace Kelly as if he's the heart and soul of the Miami Heat. <laughs> like, shut the fuck Starting up. Starting <laughs> I like I like the two, I like the trade for the Heat um, a lot, actually. I, I mean, like you said, Sacramento didn't really get shit with Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Like, what are they going to do? Drive him to the fucking playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Coy, I want to ask you real quick. Out of those free agents that you could pick up, you mentioned Drummond, you mentioned Lamarcus Aldridge. What, which free agent are you going to be most happy with if the Heat can pick them up? Like, what do you prefer? Um, so I think Drummond fills the biggest need of a backup big, maybe a starter, just because we're not the best rebounding team. But I think I'd be happiest with Lamarcus because that instantly puts in a starting four. Um, or backup five. I mean, I just, I think LaMarcus hasn't been playing well because he's unhappy in San Antonio. So I think he still has a lot left in the tank. He's similar to, um, Blake. So I think it, it'd be a win-win situation to get LaMarcus. And then if I were to rank him, I'd be LaMarcus, Drummond, DeMarcus, Cousins. Yeah, LaMarcus is definitely a better fit for you guys than Drummond, I think. Either or would be good for you guys, obviously. For the Heat, I'd give it, an A minus, and for Sacramento, I'll give it a B minus. Okay. C C plus all around doesn't really affect much. That's where you're wrong. It affects everything. <laughs> all right, Philadelphia trades Tony Bradley and two second round picks to OKC for George Hill. This is a three team trade, and Philadelphia also sends uh, Terrence Ferguson to New York, and New York sends Austin Rivers to OKC. So sick. I think it's a W for Philly. They got their point guard. Take a load off Ben Simmons. Other than that, I don't see why this needs to be discussed. Yeah, you're not wrong. I give it a B-plus for Philly. Obviously, George Hill ain't the driving force that they need, but for now, he knows how to play the game of basketball at the point guard spot. He's a vet. But Phil in just fine before Ben Simmons gets back. I'd give it a B as well. I'm actually going to talk about the Knicks here. I'm going to talk about the fact that they give up 
Austin Rivers, who did show flashes of some Lynn Sanity going on over there this year. I think, uh, I think Austin Rivers could have been, honestly, I think Austin Rivers could have been better for them than, uh, Terrace Ferguson, but that's just, that's just me. Maybe a hot take, but I, uh, I'm a fan of Austin Rivers, so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a, uh, B for the Knicks, gonna give it a C plus for the Philadelphia. It does take pressure off Ben Simmons, which is a good thing, cause Ben Simmons, you can just tell he plays the pressure. Uh, B plus for Philadelphia. And then OKC, once again, who cares? You got Austin Rivers. I mean, I'm a big fan of him, but he's not gonna do anything for OKC right now because, you know, obviously he, uh, OKC's just not ready. He's a hustler, though. You gotta respect the hustle. No doubt. Yeah, I think they were just focused on the two second round picks that came in. 34 picks this year, or the next seven years, by the way. 34 picks. Crazy. All right. Um, Toronto trades Norman Powell to Portland for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. A-plus for Portland. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a little surprised that the Raptors, you know, part of ways with Norman. But, yeah, I think that's a huge pickup for Portland right there. I mean, the dude's a top shooter in the league, if you look at the numbers. And he just brings that energy, just with some of his donks. He just kind of looks like he's playing out of his shoes at some points, but he knows what he's doing. I really like the move for Portland on this. Yeah, I also like the move for Portland. I thought they could have got – I thought the Raptors could have got a whole lot more than they got back. Maybe not a whole lot more, but I thought they could have got a pick from somebody, definitely a contender. Uh, A-plus for Portland, I'd say C-minus for the Raptors. Yeah, I'd say B-minus for the Raptors. Gary Trent I mean, Gary – Really yeah, Gary Trent like, Jr. ain't terrible. Like, he's still got a ton of potential. I'd say. There's Raptors. It has nothing to do with how good these guys are. Raptors are made it clear that they're not, they don't want to compete anymore. No, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying, like, for the future of the Raptors, having someone like Gary Trent Jr. could only help them. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is that I think it's a C minus for the Raptors just because I think what they should be valuing if they're giving up players and, like giving up on the season, they should be valuing picks. I think they got a could have got a pick out of Norman Powell rather than getting Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. I mean, just thought they could have got more. That's all. I don't disagree with you at all. I know what you're saying. I would give the Raptors a B minus, and I would give the Portland Trailblazers an A. Oh. All right, we're going to skim through this one. The Jazz trade a 2021 second-round pick to Toronto for Matt Thomas. No fucking clue who that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> no Kyle, no Tony on this one. <laughs> it just seems – I mean, it's, it was obvious that um, Toronto was trading all these guys and not bringing anyone back. So they could open up roster spots for a potential Lowry trade, which didn't end up happening. Fuck them. Um. The Hawks trade Rajon Rondo for Lemon Pepper Lou Will and two second round picks and cash considerations. Uh, Lou Will goes back to Atlanta. I believe he was born there, right? Yeah, this is his hometown right there. Yeah, he didn't seem to care. <laughs> he almost retired. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you had a little fucking moment where he was just like, dude, I'm dumb, bro. Like, these Clippers don't fuck with me no more. Like,. <laughs> You can't just, blame you're, in that, you're in the NBA. Just go play basketball and get money. No, I don't no think matter so, what. man. Oh, don't say that. Not to Lou Will. <laughs> Not to Lou Lemon Will. Pe- Lemon Pepper, Lou Will. 
No, I, honestly, to touch on Rajon Rondo, I think that this could be make it or break it for the Clippers. I, I listened to first take earlier, and Stephen A. made a really good point saying that if Rondo shows up and he's that leader for the Clippers, because honestly, Kawhi Leonard's not too vocal. Obviously, he's a leader on the floor, but I, I think they need a Rajon Rondo-type guy to kind of lead them if they want any chance at the Lakers. Uh, but I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, it was quick for the Hawks to give up on Rajon Rondo. Clearly, they didn't think he was doing anything for Trey Young as Trey Young fell out of the All-Star game this year. Not really sure if that should have happened, but I, I just don't see Rajon Rondo putting them over the top. I think I would have loved to see Rondo come back to the Lakers, but, you know, it's 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 whatever. I, I think that um, it's kind of weird situation for Rondo <laughs> going to the Clippers this year. That'll be that'll be interesting in the playoffs. I hope the Lakers and Clippers get a matchup in the playoffs because I don't think it'll go past five, and I think that purple and gold team will win. That's a take. That's a hot fucking take. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> We're just going to skip over that because that'll be another Listen, 50 minutes. Do we have to cut that out? <laughs> uh, that could be its own pod. No, but I think the Clippers are kind of banking on Pat Bev as being that, you know, vocal leader, but, you know, he's a little too nutty to do that. Let me take it back and say if the Lakers are healthy, I don't see it going past five. should say that. Well, time will tell, Coy, you know. I hear a lot of bias, but that's how Not really. The Lakers Lakers didn't go past a five-game series until the Miami Heat last year, and it took Jimmy Butler's best game of his career to get to six, so. Yeah, fuck you, Coy. (laughs) I don't like what I'm hearing, but. It's the truth. It's facts, mm-hmm. no cap. You're going to make me. I'm going to go to the toilet and force myself to throw up. Rajon Rondo's just coming to the Clippers so he can get his ring earlier. That's all. The Toronto Raptors have traded Terrence Davis <laughs> to Sacramento for a future second-round pick. Again, just Quick. a roster clear. Skip it. Just a roster clear. Please <laughs> uh, get degrees. Next. New Orleans trades J.J. Redick and Nicolo Melli for uh, James Johnson, my boy. Wes, a wundu, and a second-round pick. Again, just New Orleans getting value for a guy who's going to walk in the offseason. James Johnson needs to retire. That's all I have to say about this one. And if J.J. Reddick's not playing for a contender, he needs to retire, too. James Johnson is a fucking king. But, all right. Houston Rockets, this is the big one. Another one I predicted. Uh, Houston Rockets trade Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 uh, second, a 2022 first round pick swap. Enough said. Watch out I mean, for in the playoffs. Surprise! Houston pulled the trigger. Honestly, like just from the sounds of everything they've said about how much they value Oladipo. I mean, I think. Value-wise, I think the trade's fair. I'll say it. Maybe the Heat won a little bit, but I'm very surprised that Houston made this deal. What? What do you got to say? The Heat won a little bit, bro. What? They just got an all-star for Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. And you a can't call Oladipo. Not even Don't call Oladipo an all-star. Don't call him an all-star. Right now, you can't call him an all-star, bro. Heat need to worry about winning a game right now. Are they at six in a row? What are the Lakers at? Five? Four in a row? <laughs> yeah, without their two best players. I don't think the Lakers are so much worried about their wins and losses right now as Miami. I think Miami's below 500 and uh, in the playoffs because they're in the East. But. They're a game below 500. Yeah, well, not good. Not good for coming off a finals appearance. 
Listen, I'm telling you right now, and I'll put however much money you want on this. Miami will be in the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals this year. Wow, I think that's my hotter than my that's hotter than my take. You guys sound like two little pieces of shit, Tony. (laughs) Tony, the the Heat are twenty two and twenty three. You got Philly, who looks really good when healthy. Always over. I'm on your team, bro. I agree. He's stupid. But the Lakers in five against Kawhi and PG. You didn't let me finish. Not all of his takes are validated either. Like, you guys are just throwing this shit out there like it's nothing. Who knows? Maybe Clippers, it'll happen. The Clippers are a great regular season team. What have they done in the playoffs to tell you that they can take the Lakers and LeBron James to more than five games? Paul George sucks. He sucks in the playoffs. I'll I'll, I'll put it very loud and clear for everybody. Paul George sucks in the playoffs. All right, what episode is this? Six? We're going to come back to this in the playoffs. No doubt. Paul George won't be with us. Maybe Paul George can come on the pod after he gets eliminated in the first round. There's another take for you. Clippers out in round one. Hey, you know, episode six, let's talk about it in the playoffs. Like, what does that have to do with anything, bro? All right, so the next two, Golden State trades back Brad Wanamaker to the Charlotte for cash. Who cares? Golden State trades Marquise Chris to San Antonio for cash. Who cares? They get their money, man. Good money. Bringing up roster spots for potential free agents for buyouts. Boston trades. This one was interesting to me. I don't know why they did this. Boston trades Daniel Tice to Chicago for Mo Wagner. I'm assuming that um, that Boston assumes they're in front of, you know, they're the front runners for Drummond. Otherwise, this just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's their starting center right there. Like they're better. They're kind of in an all or nothing spot right now. Kind of in a similar situation to the Forty ers making moves, hoping that. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Making moves so hopefully everything lines up for them. Like that's what Boston's pretty much doing right now. It's risky. It's a tough game to play, but they're sending it. So fuck it. Speaking of the Forty ers they just caught the third pick. That's what I'm saying. Like Miami robbed them. Um, so the trade deadline winners. Who do you guys have? Your list looks perfect to me. Miami Heat, Nuggets, and Trailblazers. I think we'll have uh, we have three teams that put them that made it clear that they're going after a title uh, this season. Uh, obviously, I want to see the Trailblazers do good in the playoffs, man. I obviously don't want to see them get beat by the Lakers, or I don't want to see them beat the Lakers. But I, I think Damian Lillard uh, has one in them this this time around and I hope so. The Nuggets, Nuggets competed very well in last year's playoffs if they can get Jamal Murray back to anything close to what he was in the playoffs last year. They have a legit shot at a run at least to the Western Conference Finals. And then Miami obviously got that really good pickup in Aladipo. I think Miami's still that one player away from not only being a title contender but maybe even a top 2 favorite in the East. I think if they can pick up one of those free agents, LaMarcus Aldridge, Andre Drummond, I think they can put themselves right with the 76ers under the nets. I'm going to go as far to say that Orlando is also a winner. I mean, they got, what did they get? Three first round picks, two second round picks. They got Wendell Carter. They got RJ Hampton. They got Gary Harris. Like, with what they had and, you know, their players getting a little older, I think they made up pretty well. It was definitely time to rebuild. So of the guys who weren't traded, we'll just go through this quickly. Um, potential buyouts could be Otto Porter, Jeff Teague, DeMar DeRozan is 50-50. I would say Tristan Thompson, but now that they traded Daniel Tice, it just doesn't make any sense. 
um, and Avery Bradley. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside's a good one. We already talked about Aldridge, who's already been bought out. We talked about Drummond already. Like, I mean, whoever else is going to be bought out doesn't really matter, in my opinion. I, I don't know about DeMar DeRozan, though. Avery Bradley will be a good addition for a title team. Really wanted Avery Bradley to be there with the Lakers last year in the playoffs. I think he's a great defender, can make the three, streaky. Uh, he'll be a good addition for a team. He would have shut Jimmy fucking... Jimmy Butler down in the finals that one game if he was playing. He definitely wouldn't have went, had his best game of his career against Avery, no. Anything else you guys would like to talk about? Yeah, we don't really know what we're going to be doing for next episode, so... Last but not least, as we do every episode, this week's trivia. Which t- All right, so the question is, which team owns the longest consecutive NBA win streak in NBA history? Got to be a trick question. <laughs> which who has the longest consecutive win streak in NBA history? Not Does a trick question. Still exist. Give them exist. a hit. The team still exists. There you go. It's not the it's not Seattle and it's not the Bobcats. Am I missing a team? I think I am. There was a rebrand somewhere else. Not the Bullets. We'll let the we'll let the audience give it their best shot, and we'll talk about it next week. So yeah. Um, that was a pretty fun episode, boys. Kyle, I appreciate you coming on. No problem. I, I uh, had a lot of fun. And for those of you out there that might have been a little disappointed in my showing in terms of trades, Tony gave me 10 minutes. So that's all I got for you guys today. <laughs> yeah, I gave myself zero minutes. <laughs> You're an NBA reporter. Man. I'm, I'm just here for the high school athletes. <laughs> appreciate you guys having me on. See you boys next week. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.